tell me what you're doing here. Let's flip a coin. As I tell you tales, we go out on a date. <laughs> Warning, Otaku contains adult language and discussion. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. <laughs> it's over 9,000! Everybody, welcome to the inaugural episode of Otaku on Rain Man Digital. That's right. Mike is finally letting me run my own show. This is Greg Darkside Holmes. And this show will be about anime, manga, and all things the like. Uh, joining me for this launch episode is David Sabal. Hello, brother man. Guest Paul. Hey. And of course, Mike uh, way in the back. We're going to get into some hentai as well, right? Yeah, we'll talk about hentai on the show. Let me get to the... Yeah, because that's the reason why I'm here. Okay, good, good. All right, sweet. So Some, some tentacles. <laughs> yeah. So, like you heard, this show will be about anime, anime series, manga as well, and of course, we will talk about hentai. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> I knew I was in the right well, room. <laughs> well, there's sunshine. So, to give everybody a brief overview... Just basically, if you're new to this and you don't know what anime is, unless you go, oh, it's the Japanese cartoons, you're partially correct. So it does refer to cartoons from the nation of Japan, but they cover more serious topics than the typical cartoon in America, which are considered a form of entertainment that's meant for kids. In Japan, people of all ages watch anime from young kids to businessmen. Uh, Most shows uh, and movies are centered for kids, adolescents, or young adults, but there are many other uh, shows that fit to older crowds. Like I said, businessmen, uh, probably a lot of hentai for them. Oh, yeah. Um, there are different genres uh, with basic categories like your typical comedy, romance, action, drama. Of hentai? hentai. Well, no, hentai has all those as well okay. mixed in. So hentai, you get a grab bag of things um, along with uh, tentacle rape. Oh. There's also anime uh, meant specifically for boys, which is called shonen. So like your Naruto, Bleach, uh, you know, Fairy Tale, uh, One Piece. And then I don't, uh, I don't like gender specific anime. It's just an example, Mike. Settle down there. <laughs> and then the then shojo, which is for girls. So uh, you know, like Oren High Host Club, Vampire Night, Fruits Basket. You know, where they're really cutesy characters. You know, what? really girl esque, yeah, yeah. really girl centered shows. Shows going forward, we're going to be talking about new shows as well as maybe unknown gems. According to us hosts, that we feel that uh, maybe didn't get enough attention that a lot of people didn't see. Uh, that we think are ones worth watching. We're going to be reviewing some of the latest anime series, which includes actually the next show will be a review of the new Netflix release of the classic series Evangelion. And we'll also be talking about some manga as well, maybe ones you should be reading, ones you didn't know about, and ones we're just enjoying in general. And, and hentai. Did you mention that? And, and hentai. We'll okay. get to hentai. Settle down, Mike. And covering other anime-related events such as conventions like Anime Expo, uh, Sabaton here in Arizona, and then uh, Fanime, um, OtakuCon, all of them. And there is actually even a hentai con, Mike. So, oh, sweet! Sign uh, me up as press. Uh, we'll go. Uh, can we do that? Oh yeah, hentai con. Yeah. Um, I actually have a friend who was an art was in the artist alley there uh, this past convention. So are we not going to talk about the get the gay anime as well? What's it called? Um, Yaoi. Yeah, we can talk about that. Well, yeah, we're going to talk about Yaoi. We'll talk about Yuri. Okay. Uh, Yuri is the the girl on girl, so it's for the guys. I'm into Yuri. <laughs> we're diving deep. Yeah, we're going to go deep. What I want to get into now is everybody in here has watched anime at some point, maybe you know, well before they realized they were watching anime. 
So I want to kind of go into and talk about shows we watched as kids that you didn't know until later that was anime. Ones I'm going to go ahead and bring up were, you know, Transformers, uh, Voltron, and even one that, uh, you know, when I was slowly into anime was a, was a Battle of the Planets. Oh, and yeah. then um, Macross was the first big one that I realized this was anime. And then like Tekkaman Blade, uh, which is a more obscure one that uh, I think... Like UPN 16, when UPN 16 was around. Was Look at you, UPN. Holy one of them, shit. Uh, they, they, like, they grabbed a bunch of anime, and they were just like, oh, we're just going to put it on air. We don't know what the fuck yeah. this is. And I'm like, I've never seen this before, but this is awesome. And then they're like, wait a minute. Maybe we should like really look at what we're putting <laughs> on air here. On air, yeah. It wasn't bad in any way. It was extremely violent. Like it was. A, yeah, when you see the uncut stuff. Yeah, it's it's, it's basically like. What you know, year the, was that? Uh, UPN? Yeah, what that year was, was like that? 90s, mid, was it? Like mid to late 90s. Okay, you know what I was doing to get my anime was Sci-Fi Channel. When it first came out, Sci-Fi Channel was a new thing, and they didn't have a lot of content yet. But they would have anime oh, on yeah, they would, they every like the, single night. Like it was like the, it was like after midnight or whatever they yep. would show. I remember like they did like Goku Midnight Eye, um, Demon City Shinjuku. That was the whole reason why I got cable because we were too poor growing up as a poor Mexican family in Southside Tucson. We couldn't afford cable, so I got a job and I specifically paid for cable on my own because I heard in a fan magazine that they would be airing animation. So I got cable. And paid for Sci-Fi Channel specifically for anime. The magazine talked to you? Yeah. Yeah, said it to me. Told me. Get a job. Watch anime. <laughs> Sci-Fi Channel. It was an advertisement in the Lowrider magazine. In the Lowrider? Yeah, that's, okay. that's us Mexicans. Right. right. A lot. Glad you're sticking to your, your heritage there, Mike. <laughs> uh, were there any, besides, so besides Sci-Fi, Mike, were you, did you ever watch any other anime growing up that you Yes. You know, originally didn't realize it was anime, but then you got older, you're like, oh shit. Yeah, just like you, it was Voltron and Transformers. And I just viewed it as regular cartoons. And it wasn't honestly until I got into anime in, let's say, their early to mid 90s when I was 13, 14 years old. That's when I was like, oh, this is anime. I've been watching it the whole time. Didn't realize that. Um, but yeah, Transformers and Voltron, so hardcore into Voltron when I was a child. Yeah, same here. I had the the figures, everything. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, it's probably one of the one of the like. Probably that's why I'm really into mech animes as I am now. Was because of Voltron and Transformers. Oh yeah, so, absolutely. Um, David, did you, you know, as a young Filipino boy? <laughs> yeah, definitely. When I was uh, when I was actually growing up in the Philippines, anime was everywhere. So I watched a lot of like the really old stuff. Like I remember my dad would actually tape. Uh, me, Tony, and my sister tapes of cartoons. It was anime. new to them in the, in the it Philippines. Was like Star Avengers. It was oh, called okay. Star Avengers, but in Japan, it's called Get a Robo. Yeah. And then you have uh, uh, I always say the name wrong. Mag, Mag, Mazinger. Mazinger Z. Yeah. They had that and uh, Speed Racer. Speed Racer was. Big. I remember Speed Racer. They used to show Speed Racer on MTV at late night, which is yeah. really weird. And Aeon. That was at the time when they did like uh, it was the it was the, like the, TV. the liquid TV. They had like Aeon Flux. TV. And then um, you had a bunch of the random shit that like, really scared me as a kid. But I was like, oh, I want to watch Aeon Flux. Like, the chicks running around and, like, fucking nothing. And, like, there's boobs. people, like, making it. Yeah, there, yeah. There's boobs. I was a kid. I was like, holy shit. I like, stay up late. Like, Mom, I'm watching, I'm watching Speed Racer. I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> All right, Speed Racer's over. Let's watch this. this yes. <laughs> yes. But it, it's amazing when I look back at it that actually my brother and my dad were the ones who got me into anime because they started the whole thing. Like, you guys started when you were kids with Voltron and Transformers. That's the, those are the big popular ones. Yeah. For me, because I grew up in the Philippines for a little bit, 
I grew up in with Get a Robo and Speed Racer and uh, Lupin the Third. Yeah. Stuff like that. And it was funny because in my high school days, I brought that stuff to my high school. And I, that's how I started my anime club in, in high school. Oh, you're such a nerd. Oh, dude, I was I was a big time nerd. I, you, I I had a black market of selling anime when I was in high school. So we'll get back to early days of, of anime and, and yeah. anime clubs. Paul, did you were you kind of the same boat as me and Mike? And oh no, not at all. I think oh, uh, okay, I got I got into it way way later. I mean, because like fucking Dragon Ball Z, like that that flame will never die in my heart. <laughs> but otherwise, uh, like kind of tsunami in general, really um, with Cowboy Bebop and Outlaw Star and Gundam Wing and uh, you know Dragon Ball Z. But um, I think the the show that I watched that I didn't realize was anime was uh, we going to count Samurai Pizza Cats? Yeah, because that is that is a straight there, anime. There it is. So I remember watching Sam- late for school. I remember watching Constantly. Samurai Pizza Cats, and um, along with that, uh, Samurai Troopers, or in America, it was called a uh, uh, Ronin Warriors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so to get back to what David about uh, a black market of anime, yeah. Um, this is a question for all the all the hosts in the room. Did you guys ever do any tape trading? You, Paul, you might not, uh, you might be too young for, to remember tape trading. Is it where you trade tapes? Well, <laughs> the basics of it, God damn it. So, so like, did you record them yourself? No, no, no. So the way, so the way I, that tape trading was introduced to me was that, uh, there were people that would get episodes from Japan. They would go to Japan and they would record them. Okay. And then basically what you would do is you'd send them, uh, like, remember, so like, uh, VHS tapes were a way that we watched media oh, before yeah. there were DVDs, just for anybody listening that does not know what a VHS tape is. Um, we played them on a, we, what the hell is a DVD? <laughs> we, yeah, right. We played them on a thing called a VHS tape player. It kind of looks like a giant cassette it was, player. Is it called a VCR? Yeah, VCR or a VHS tape player, which is what most of them had on there back in the day. Uh, you would get a pack of like four or, or, you know, whatever you would buy as these blank tapes. And you'd always buy the long run tapes, like, because there are different ones. There's like short, like L, you know, like e, LP and EP. Um, so limited play and extended play and you would send them to this, this person. And then what they would do is they would take those tapes and they would replace them with tapes that they would put multiple episodes on of whatever show you would ask them for. And you would be told, they would let you know what they had. So, uh, that's how I got to see like Dragon Ball Z before it came over to America. That's how I watched like the whole cell and Majin Buu saga before, uh, you know, it really hit the States. And that's how I masked like most of my anime collection as a kid, Outside of going to Suncoast Video and buying the VHS there and fighting people for uh, my subtitle tapes, and then you know sometimes having to settle for a dub if I really wanted to watch it. So, like Mike and David, did you guys ever do any tape trading? I did not. I never even heard of that until right this moment. Right. I, even though I was a poor Mexican growing up in Southside Tucson, my mother was one of those mothers that would clean extra toilets on the weekends so that I can have whatever I wanted. That's why I'm a spoiled little shit. She would work and give me $70 to buy whatever import I wanted. Cause that's how fucking much money they were at that time. $75 for one episode. One. Damn. (laughs) If I would have heard about this tape trading (laughs) (laughs) that you spoke of, I could have saved my mom's uh, skin. Yeah, literally all you had to do was I basically buy the tapes, yep. pay for shipping. They paid for the shipping back. The funny part was when I started, I actually started tape trading when I was in high school. That sounds I'm, all highly illegal. Can it, I just say that? It kind of is because you're pirating. 
you're mean, essentially pirating. So it's not kind of is. It well, is. Like, there's no money coming from it. No, They're not no selling you the tape it. back. <laughs> okay, unless well, you, yeah, unless you, well, but the, it depends the on the tape trader that you worked with. Because yes. there are tape traders, as long as you sent them. Um, so it was Napster for anime. Essentially. essentially. Uh, if you sent them, like, as long as you sent them at least four tapes, you didn't have to pay them. Yeah. And then they were something like, well, send me four tapes and 10 bucks. It'd be like, fuck you, dude. Because the quality, like. You're going to send me back a bunch of shit, so and I'm going to... The reason why I became a big tape trader was because, like, my, my family would send me actual tapes from the Philippines and Japan just free. And then, like, I that's how I kept kept watching anime. And then one day when I was in high school, a couple of my friends were over, and they were going, what the hell is this? And then I popped it in, and... Did they already have the subtitles on them, or...? Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and kids like, will never know the trials and tribulations trials and we tri- had to go no, through. That, yeah. it, the best kid, part by Kids these days will never know the fact of, like, for those of us that had to go to Suncoast Video <laughs> and fucking look in their, like, tiny-ass anime section for that one VHS, like, cassette of fucking, like, Evangelion or whatever series you were watching at the time for that next volume. And because, you know, some other, you know, piece of shit came in and bought it already. And then they bought the dub as well so that nobody yeah. else would get it. My favorite memory when I got my fr- all my friends hooked on anime was they pop in the tape. The first thing that pops up is Ranma one half and it's a shower scene and it's basically oh. Ranma bare ass naked fighting. So and they're did, like going, your parents, let you watch this. I'm going, yeah, no big deal. Why? <laughs> so to give everybody a, a kind of a, an understanding of, Really, how different uh, you know animation is between here, b- between America and Japan is over in Japan. A lot of stuff where there's like nudity or blood, it's a cultural um, thing, thing like that. It's a cultural thing, and over there, it's perfectly fine yeah. for uh, to be on TV. Mm-hmm. So, to give context to what David was talking about, there's a series called Rama One Half, where uh, Rama and his dad are going to Japan to meet his uh, basically his like bride. His, his promised his bride. Promised bride. Um, and on their way, they stop in China for a training session, and they train at these at this hot springs where in each pool cursed a different hot springs. Which is, well, I'm getting there. Springs. So they're cursed Jesus. hot springs, um, where different people or creatures have drowned in one of the hot springs. Ranma's dad falls into one where a panda <laughs> sadly drowned in the hot springs. Ranma, on the other hand, and this is where the series gets a lot of its comedic and fan service from. Falls into a hot spring where a young teenage girl died. So whenever he's hit with hot water, he turns into a, a buxom redheaded girl. <laughs> and so this leads to not only people thinking he's a pervert, uh, but then also to other characters falling in love with his female form and yes. other female characters falling in love with him when he's back as a guy. And from there, it's just pretty much comedy and martial arts action and also a little bit of fan service, which is, Tits and ass and fetish. Yeah. Let's well, yeah, and a lot of fetish. So if you're really into gender bending, then you know this show is for you. Um, so that's one of those shows where it's you see the difference in American cartoons and Japanese cartoons. Is night and day, yeah, it's, it's night and day. It's like a culture thing. Well, yeah, again, because like an Asian culture, that's not that's, a big deal. That's not a, that's not a big deal. That's not something that's I don't say frowned upon, but I think that's kind of a thing where it's you have. You know, America is, you know, quote unquote, a Christian nation. So a lot of things are like, oh, you can't show tits. You can't show bare tits on TV. That's not that's a no, no. You can't curse. You can't show any lewd hand gestures. Uh, we, you know, and anime deals with a lot of dark 
and occult type stuff as well. Mm-hmm. And it's it's normal. And it, a lot of it's in kids shows. I mean, you have Shaman King, which deals with demons and possession. And that's on that was a Saturday morning cartoon yep. for kids. Yeah. And you got Pokemon, which dealt with catching little monsters. And, you know, and in, when it came to America, they're like, oh, they're demons. And it's Satan trying to get the kids to hold the pocket monsters in their pocket and not holding on to their hearts and not giving it to Jesus. And to continue and to go piggyback on that story later on. I actually was part of a of a school scandal in oh in Mesa because why do I feel like this, is like this is like a fucking confession no. show now for David? But no, like a uh, parent saw the tapes that basically uh, one of my friends was watching. You were trading hentai, weren't you? No, it was hentai. I was uh, it was selling uh, it. It was QT Honey. So you were trading and, fucking edgy. It's just as bad. Oh it's my not, god, it's not bad. It's not hentai. QT Honey. Okay, wh- honey. you're one step. Okay, so. You got to remember, so, this is the same character that basically in Japan they have stages, a stage. So, and he went to high school character. in Japan, so well, it was fine. Well, listen, David, I understand you're an advocate for the strange and abnormal, but yeah. come on. So, to cut <laughs> David off, to just explain, this will be another episode where we're talking about hentai and ecchi exclusively. <laughs> yeah, ecchi is basically one step above hentai. There's a lot of lewd and a lot of you know fan service, like extreme fan service. Yes. To where it could almost be hentai, but there's no actual sex. So he's passing yes. around porn at his school. That's what he was he's, doing. He's, he's, he's basically David was the original Skinamax. Yeah. So, but, but the funny part was out of that, none of this is funny. I had to actually. Well, no. No. My school Wait. literally made me do this huge debate with an, with one of the church people saying, "Okay, this is a difference in culture." You're, I, I had to show examples of <laughs> other animes out there, like. That didn't, Say, that basically weren't dirty like they were yeah, showing. Yeah, that, that, so. that, that weren't dirty, but, like, it was amazing seeing the person's reaction to, say, Robotech. So this is something that we're going to, that is going to be another episode, not only Etchy and Hentai, but, again, more differences and how it's perceived over here and over there. Because, like I said earlier, when Pocket Monsters came over to America, there was yeah. a big thing, or, I'm sorry, Pokemon, for those of you that don't know. So Pokemon or Pocket Monsters when it came over was a big thing that parents thought they were kids were summoning demons and, you know, it was a way for <laughs> Satan to get a hold of kids. But, you know, then again, they just had to send them to their local Catholic priest. But anyways, moving on um, with all these shows that we grew up watching, kind of like the mainstays for me, David, um, Mike, were kind of the older ones like Macross, Voltron, Transformers. Uh, you know, and then it came into, you know, Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, you know, Paul came in with, you know, kind of the Toonami era, which is when mm-hmm. I thought it was awesome because then you had probably one of the best, one of the best dubs, um, which was Cowboy Bebop, uh, the Steve Blum as, uh, or Bloom as, uh, as Spike Spiegel is probably the, one of the best, uh, you know, character pairings. I hate Good um, enough to also host Toonami. Yeah, so for as you know, he also did the voice of the robot. What, what was okay? Thunder? So has something changed in the climate of uh, anime fans? Because when I was growing up, you were a loser if you watched dubbed. So it, it was all about the subtitle, the so original language. That's still accurate. It's, okay. it's still it's still, still accurate. accurate. So people, so it's still whether you watch sub or dub. Um, <laughs> so dub. And so one of the things that I'm team sub. We're, we're going to cover on the show is. <laughs> Is when we talk about new shows, we're going to talk about if there's a dub and a sub and how does the dub hold up to the subtitled version? How does it go with the story? Does it change it? Does it keep it? Um, and are there good sub, are there good dubs out there that are actually worth watching? And Cowboy Bebop is one of them. I agree with um, that. I do agree. There's very few dubs that I will recommend to somebody to watch. Very few. Um, 
And to this day, it's still one of the things like when you meet people and you start talking about anime, somebody go, wait, hold on, dub or sub. And they don't have to say like, you know, do you watch, you know, subtitled or dubbed? It's just dub or sub. And you're like, oh, I watch it subbed. Or you can I unfriended people in the '90s who uh, <laughs> who preferred dubbed. You kicked them off your MySpace. I was like, "Can you please?" Uh, you're out of my top ten. You're out of my top. You're out of my top ten, fucker. That's what you get. Come back when you get culture, you swine. Yeah, I um, mean, it just kind of took me out sometimes. Like I'll, I'll, like Ninja Scroll, for example, the voice actor that did Jubei Kimigami was so fucking good. And then you expect me to listen to the American actor. It doesn't even sound even remotely the same. There's something about that gruff. Japanese voiceover that just works so well. Whenever you contaminate it up, contaminate it up with an American dub, it just it completely pulls me out well, of see, like, the film and that's or one, series. And, and that's one thing that we'll cover um, in later shows is when we talk about dubs versus sub is the early days of dubbing was just kind of okay, look, let's get American actors. We're going to get, you know, who we think is going to fit best or just who's available and we're going to do it. And bam, we're done. We got it out. We're, you know, we're, we're hitting our, you know, our release dates and we're good. And, but you're going to see, uh, we're going to talk about that. There's uh there's a change in quality that happened probably uh, late nineties, early two thousands where uh, dubbing became something more of like, well, you know, nobody's really going for dubs. Let's pick, you know, I maybe, you know, and they're like, well, maybe we should start. What if they were good keeping the story and, you know, making them good. Um, and so, you know, we'll cover that because there are some dubs that are good and there are some that are just atrocious. Um, and we'll cover those as well. And the depth of that, it will probably span at least a sh- probably two shows, depending on yeah. what we go over, because there's so much to talk about between that. And there's so many shows early on in the 80s that had some iconic dubbing, Transformers being one of them and even uh, Voltron. But then you get over into later where you have like One Piece and Naruto and all those and you kind of go over what you know, why they're dubbed so bad and, and what goes on with that. But what I want to get into next and kind of towards the, the end of the show is to talk about our favorite uh, series and, and movies. Um, yeah, Cause this will give uh, listeners out there a good idea of what we are like individually as anime fans and based on our choices. And so these are, <laughs> these are not comprehensive lists. But um, and they're not ranked, right? You guys in a rank? No, I didn't write okay. mine because that would take me like two lifetimes. No, <laughs> this isn't. A, no, there'd be no. I I would I would not have my show notes ready if I had to fucking rank the yeah. ones I was going with. Um, so I'm gonna go with actually probably I, I don't know I want to say you're the younger one in the group, but like based on like before kind of the my newer. taste is most worst. It's mo- <laughs> not most worst. Your taste is younger. You haven't had the the finer tastes in anime. Taste I haven't even tasted the tastiest. <laughs> you haven't. It's like it's like you haven't gone down to the further barrels of anime wine with us. So, but uh, Paul, go ahead. <laughs> um, honestly, a lot of I'm really gonna put like an effort into watching more, um, more, more with uh, with this show now existing. <laughs> Um, because just time was always the thing. Like I, I love anime and the concept of anime and a lot of what I've watched, but I haven't watched a lot or at least finished a lot just because time and commitment. Um, but you know, fucking love that Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super, um, fucking like fully Cooly. I loved Full Metal Alchemist. Oh yeah. Um, Do you prefer regular or Brotherhood? So I've only seen like three episodes of Brotherhood because I wanted to finish regular and I never finished like the last three episodes because I'm trash, but I own all of both. Oh, okay. 
Um, oh, you're one of those guys. Yeah, so we'll get there. <laughs> just yeah, just like comics, I have a billion trades that are untouched. So you're kind of you're kind of more on the show and side. Like you, Bailey, just kind of like your main touch is a lot of like shonen, like. Yeah, I mean, quick, uh, quick manga, manga shout out. Um, a new-ish series, Chainsaw Man. I haven't read it oh, yet. Oh, Love that shit. Yeah. Uh, I've heard good things. Have, I have, have not. You? Yeah. Well, it's, it's good. <laughs> it's fun. I don't know if it's good. And I'm gonna probably regret going to this, going to you next, David. But let's go with you. Uh, well, just a few off of my list. Like oh, from, Jesus, from the top. My favorite anime of all time is Cowboy Bebop. Okay. Cowboy Bebop by far is like a masterpiece. Uh, you have Jinro Wolf Brigade. That movie made me cry. That movie was fucking depressing. It was depressing, but I loved every minute of it. Um, something newer. One anime that really surprised me how good it was, was Castlevania mm-hmm. on Netflix. I was really impressed what they did. Story I, I or animation? Of all of it. Okay. I mean, I was really impressed that they were able to take that license put it to anime and actually make a video game enjoyable because you got to remember that this is the, the video game curse. Well, anything and, licensed by video yeah. games always suck. Yeah. Most so, adaptations to, are not to grab good. It real quick. Castlevania is on my list as well. And I'll get to my list after we, we go with Mike's and finish up yours. Um, Castlevania has that old school um, vampire hunter D yeah, style and feel, D. which I think is what made it a success because they didn't try and do like a newer style. Yeah. It's beautiful. It, it stuck new, with, with old. an old, with an old school feel. So yeah. continue. And then like going off of that, you know, I was going to mention vampire hunter D, which is a sheer classic in my opinion. It was one of the first animes I ever got into. And then, you know, from my childhood, you have Ronda one half, you have Robotech, you got star Avengers, which I mentioned. Uh, one that I think is not talked a lot, about because it it seemed it's like looked at as the the inferior sister to the cowboy bebop is samurai champloo samurai champloo to me was fantastic it was a fun anime but it was made by the guys who did cowboy bebop and i think a lot of fans looked at it and says oh it's not cowboy bebop and i always I was heard one that of those from my friends it's not cowboy bebop i'm like going it doesn't have to be well i know not who inviting back to the show now <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm kidding uh and then like you know, you have your your classics like Princess Mononoke, Castle, uh, House Moving Castle, House Moving Castle. Yeah, and you have Castle in the Sky and so. Castle in the Sky. Um, a guilty pleasure of mine, the, an anime that actually got me big time into anime was Project Echo. It was uh, I was in Atomic Comics back in the day, and then like a mutual friend of ours, Julian, just said, "David, you gotta check this out." And I, I basically saw this. I'm like, going, did you guys tape trade? It's a school. Yeah, we tape traded, and he basically gave me that tape and then a flying guillotine, and then I traded him a couple wrestling tapes. Okay, and then fair enough. Uh, I watched Project Echo, and I'm like looking at this uh, a schoolgirl anime with giant robots and lesbianism. All right, and now everything. I'm in. And I'm like, going, okay, let's give this a whirl. <laughs> I I laughed my ass off. And that's it. your guilty pleasure. That is my guilty, guilty pleasure. pleasure. All right, so fuck David, you ran rat off a lot of old school shit. Um, we'll have to, we'll have to, we'll, we're we're gonna have to plan an old school show now. Um, Mike, I know you you're really excited. Before we started, you're like, I've got my list. Oh, I'm so excited. I don't know about that, but I did have to. I you had did. to. Those are your exact words, Mike. Don't fucking so stupid. I did have to limit my list. I had to stop thinking oh, pretty much. Here. Uh, for TV series, Guyver, 
Oh man, yeah. Macross, Macross Plus, Neon Genesis, Roroni Kenshin, and a little bit newer Afro Samurai, which I Ooh. thought was fantastic. Guilty pleasures when it comes to TV series. Sailor Moon and yeah. Street Fighter 2. Would you I, classify that as a, as, I, as no, a guilty it's, pleasure? It's, it was, I thought it was I, good. I, I would. I mean, I didn't really enjoy it. I thought it was okay. <laughs> it's a guilty pleasure. But, I mean, like, I, I'm actually surprised to hear that one come up on a list. Yeah. Well, um, it's a guilty pleasure. I'm happy. I'm happy you brought up one series that I I really love, which is Rihanna Kenshin. Yeah. Oh, Kenshin. look at you pronouncing it that way. I, I never can pronounce it right. I, I can't no, I think you right. did pronounce it right. <laughs> but Kenshin was one of those ones that's an old school series. I love it. That I grew up as with with as a kid. And, and then you got to see it come over here. I got to see it come over and here. Like, I've already seen that shit, motherfuckers. No, uh, it, well, there was a lot of stuff that was cut out. It was oh, one yeah. of those imports. Because it was one of those like imports. It was for amazing me. to me that I'm like going, wait a minute, it's missing this episode or it's missing this scene. Yeah. Or it's missing this character. And it's like when I look back at or it was the first time that series when I looked at it, I said, yeah, there is a big difference between American, like, I'm not going to say like American anime, but no, like, there is like, um, there is a big difference. There's, difference, like there, the there, there's a difference in what's released in what's Japan released and what we get what, over here in America. What we can get. Um, all right. So for movies, Vampire Hunter D, Vampire Hunter D, Bloodlust. Ninja Scroll, Ghost in the Shell, Samurai X the Movie, Apple Seed, both the 1988 and the 2004 release, Armitage 3 with Kiefer Sutherland, the only dubbed I bought back in the day because of Kiefer, Highlander The Search for Vengeance, which is the best Highlander movie outside of the live action original. No joke. If you guys have not seen it, it is directed by the same gentleman that did Ninja Scroll. It's fantastic. Akira, Demon City, Cowboy Bebop, Fist of the North Star, and The Animatrix, which was an anthology uh, series that came out right during that Matrix craze that was actually put together by the Wachowski brothers. Fantastic and fun. That's my list. And I had to whittle it down. Mm -hmm. But my absolute favorite, I'd have to say, is Vampire Hunter D. Those are good ones, Mike. Damn. I didn't realize how far down the anime hole you went. Dude, I went far, dude. I was a lonely <laughs> kid, dude. Um, so for me... Uh, I mean, growing up, yeah, I mentioned Transformers and Voltron. Um, once I got, you know, more into anime, uh, I really dug a lot of the giant robot series like Mazinger, Mazinger Z, um, Gunbuster, which is a little unknown one. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And interesting note for those that have seen Gunbuster but don't really know a lot about it, it was actually started as a parody show um, to make fun of mech anime. And then you'll notice a shift like the last two, but like I think last two or last episodes where it gets very serious. And that's when it goes to black and white. So uh, definitely one of my favorites. Um, Gurren um, which is just this over-the-top, like, robot anime and just, like, kind of like the epitome of, like, shonen and, and mech animes, in my opinion. Um, you're you're into mech anime a lot. I, that's what I grew up with. Yeah. I grew up with, you know, giant robots. Like, Get a Robo and, you know, the like the whole Get a Robo series. Um, Fist of the North Star, uh, Yukio and Tora. Um Castlevania is another one. Neon Genesis Evangelion. Um, I th I, did I mention Fist of the North Star? Did I, did I yeah, you did. Yeah, I you did. did. Okay. I can remember if I skipped over it or not. There's um, just so many. There's a ton. I mean, there's a ton that I watch. I mean, you know, Gurren Logan, the creators from that did a series called Kill a Kill. Um, and then doing a, a movie. I can't remember the name of it now, but I think I sent it to you, Mike, that they're doing a screening that I'm going to go to and, and do a review on. I think it's called like Penamora or something like that. Penamora or something. 
Um, and then for movies, um, I just went with the top two that I remember seeing as a kid. Uh, Akira was one of the first ones. I moved back here in 95. Um, I got introduced to Akira from an employee at Atomic Comics. Um, probably not what I needed as a little, as a kid to no, watch. Not at all. Um, but I was like, I was like, Oh sweet. This looks fucking cool. <laughs> and all I think was like, I want that fucking bike. And at the end of the movie, he's like, what the fuck did I watch? <laughs> and then like vampire Hunter D, um, I thought was awesome. I oh, really amazing. the, just the whole storyline and the fact that like, he kind of revived himself by his hand eating dirt. Um, love that. And then, uh, I don't want to say a guilty pleasure, but kind of an interesting note on early days of, of anime for Greg was uh, I saw my first hentai when I was like 13 um, because Blockbuster didn't uh, rate the anime. They just put it all together. <laughs> yeah. No, they didn't. Um, so for those of you that have seen hentai and that are a avid anti watcher and reader, uh, there is a series called Legend of the Overfiend Uritsuki Doji. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, that uh, Blockbuster had the first one. I thought it was like a horror robot, like mech anime. It was far from that. <laughs> then far you get that. to the penetration. Um, oh and I watched it and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. And then like, I got to, I got to a certain point. I'm like, I'm going to stop this. And then I'm sitting there for a second. I'm like, well, I might as well finish it. I rented it. So <laughs> oh, you, you probably finished is, more than anything. Is that how you got into anime? Like officially into it? No, not, no, not no. I like, I officially got into anime when, um, when I started watching like get a robo and, did you and know Matt what it Ross was? Did I know what hentai was? Fuck no, no. No, no, no. Did you know what anime was? Oh, yeah. That's f- how I knew what anime was. And I was like really into it. And I was like, I was, I was watching everything that Blockbuster had. And then Blockbuster had this one. It was a new one. I'm like, oh, cool. That was probably, they probably should have put like, you know, 18 and up only on that one. Well, because that, that's how I was with um, Ninja Scroll. Ninja Scroll was the first anime I ever saw. Not including the, my my childhood, my young childhood of watching transformers and voltron i'm talking oh this is anime it was ninja scroll and that destroyed my life because i was it came out <laughs> in it's 90, the first time you see rape yeah, yeah. I, it was in 93 and i rented it from casa video in tucson and just like blockbuster they rented things out because i don't think these people knew what they were renting out they just thought it was a cartoon so there's no rating system nothing and i'm like oh this looks cool ninja scroll Within the opening five minutes, he's eating a woman out, one of the devils of Timon, and sucking on her tit. And I'm like, holy shit, I should turn this off right now. And I'm like, you know what? Should. I'm going to keep watching. I I rented it. I might as well finish it. (laughs) But, like, that's the thing. It's like with those animes that were, you know, adult, like, the boxes. I remember going to to Suncoast, and they had stickers on that said, not for kids. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing Ritsuki Doji behind the counter, and the same, the same, volume that i rented from blockbuster had a giant fucking sticker and it said not for kids 18 and up so i'm assuming when blockbuster got it it had it and they're like yeah whatever okay yeah fucking 18 and up cartoon please please pam right in the anime section yep didn't give a shit Um, well that's how i got away with it because my mom knew they were mature titles when i started getting into them and she just shrugged and she's all why is this rated like 17 why does it say that it's a cartoon it doesn't matter and yeah and that's like for for a lot of us like in the early days like getting into anime it was kind of like you really didn't know what you were gonna when you rented it like what it was gonna happen because you're just like <laughs> it's like Russian roulette but I was like, but I was prepared after Ninja Scroll I shut my bedroom door I'm like this one might be good <laughs> <laughs> then you know the bottle of Luberder oh I might get some action on this one ah oh, damn it it was still good but fuck wanted some action um, and then one anime uh, that I really th- or not one anime one manga I think everybody should read um, it's called Solo Leveling. It's a Korean manga. 
Uh, it's fucking awesome. It's straight up action and uh, like fantasy. Like it's really fucking cool. So I really recommend solo leveling. Um, I read it in like I read all 76 chapters that were out in like two days because they're really short chapters. You just kind of scroll through them like a webtoon um, on your phone or tablet, whatever, however. And it was fucking amazing. So, um, so that's what you're reading currently. That, well, I, yeah, I'm not waiting for each weekly fucking chapter. Um, <laughs> I need to get back into reading manga. I have not read it, read a manga in so long. Well, I, like, I think since the nineties, I mean, so there's so much out now and oh, it's, it's dude, even the culture has changed so much here in terms of what it's now considered a part of American pop culture. Oh yeah. And you go to Barnes and Noble and there's like three bookshelves dedicated to just manga. That's it. There's like three aisles. Aisles. Yeah. Depending, dude, depending, on where, depending on where you go and how well they do. But like, that's what's, I think that's one thing that's really awesome about you know, the kind of the explosion from anime from being kind of like a, you know, <laughs> closed door type of thing. And it used to be to, such a nerd thing. And now I was there just last week and there was a super hot chick reading manga. And I'm like, oh, my God, I remember. And it was when it was just nothing but nerds doing this type of stuff. Things have changed. Yeah. Where were you when I was in high school and <laughs> junior high? Damn it. But um, but a lot of stuff, too, is is not, you know, a lot of the mangas don't get. Uh, license from series that are on, you know, like Funimation mm-hmm. or Crunchyroll or, you know, Hulu, Netflix, whatever you use to watch anime legally. I'm um, not, you know, saying watching tape know, trading. Oh, fuck, tape trading is a dead yeah, art. And, it's a dead art now. And now it's just like watching, finding a site that has good fan subs where you don't get a thousand pavas for like, you like Russian Bride? No, I just want to watch anime. <laughs> you sure you don't know what to watch Russian Bride? Yeah, I'm positive. How about Korean? No, I'm good. I just want to watch this episode. Japanese, you watching anime? God damn it. Then you get um, ransomware. Yeah, then you ransomware, and then you're totally fucked. Um, but now it's, you know, there's like, you know, there's apps like Manga Bird and other, you know, uh, apps that, you know, you can read manga on that's not in America yet. And it's amazing at how, how fast they get stuff out. The, you know, the moment it's out in Japan or, uh, you know, even if it's from Korea, it's, it's almost up there instantaneously. And that's unheard of yeah. when we were kids. When oh, we yeah. were kids, we yeah. wouldn't get some of these TV shows and mangas for five, six, seven, eight years you until get- after it, you know, debuted in Japan. Well, there was, you know, when Dragon Ball Z came out, uh, you know, there was, you'd get a season of 12 episodes and then it'd be like another six months, almost a year before you'd get the next 12. And then you got really pissed when those next 12 were nothing but fucking Goku powering up and then the last two episodes was the actual fucking payoff and then like it stops at like where it's gonna really get good it's like will goku defeat frieza in time to save namek find out next time on dragon ball z six months later Dude, so, six months it was like a year plus oh no like you got lucky if like if they maybe got it in six months i was you know but like it was yeah, always yeah, a yeah. year because you're just like oh sweet i can't wait i can't wait you go back next week thinking they already had it and it'd be the restart of what you just fucking watched and you're like mm-hmm. You know, then you're like, well, I guess I'll just watch, you know, the Mormon Tabernacle Choir now because that's the only other thing on. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. I never watched that. Um, but there's so much with anime and I'm really excited to be doing the show and to kind of bring more anime to our listeners who maybe don't know what anime is. Maybe they even watched anime. Maybe they have a family member that likes it and they're like, I just don't understand like what they like about it. There's a lot of anime out there for, for everybody. Whether you're you do in, have to weed through a lot of garbage. So you got to weed through like some really shitty ones. And that's what the show is going to help with is that 
if you like certain shows, if you like certain types of movies, we can we'll I can we can find an anime for you. Yeah, because that was my biggest hurdle when I recommended anime to friends. It was like, oh yeah, I, teardrops and giggles. I'm not into that, bro. I'm like, no, no, no. There's there's these ones here. You got to watch. Like, no, 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 no. I, I'm not into that Dragon Ball Z. You know, Sailor Moon, Pokemon, bullshit. not in the balls, bro. Not in the balls. Not in the balls. You know, but then you introduce them like the, I, I feel like a good, you know, just like when you're trying to introduce wine to someone to their palate, you start with a sweeter white wine and then you move up. Well, with anime, I always started with with the ones that I knew people would like that were more serious, like Ghost in the Shell. Ninja Scroll, if they mainstream. can take some of the the mainstream, more adult, mature titles. And then suddenly you start acquiring that taste and you're more open to different genres of anime. So you're like an anime sommelier. Yeah, you know. kind of. And then you find yourself like staring at Legend of the Overfiend one Fuck night. you, dude. I <laughs> regret ever sharing that with you in the fucking studio. But oh, dude, there's so like, many. There's... Every anime person has that one hentai. Yeah. They like go, why did I watch this? I but... you know, to be honest with you, I've never truly watched hentai. Well, then, Mike, you got to be on the hentai show then. What's so, it yeah. like to be a fucking liar? <laughs> wow. wow. Holy <laughs> shit, Paul. That was very passionate. Damn. 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 <laughs> All bringing the straight accusations. No, here. I'm not Holy saying shit. I haven't clicked on a, a clip on Pornhub. I have like, oh, that's interesting. But you just I, never picked a show. I've never actually sat down and watched anything more than like, you know, how long do I last? Uh, more than 30 seconds. I just haven't. <laughs> okay. Okay. But, well, Mike, then you're definitely going to be in on the on the hentai episode so you can learn a thing or two. Not the Yahweh one, though, right? Or the the, the Yahweh? The Yahweh. No, not you me. won't be. On, don't worry, Mike. You yeah. won't be on the Yahweh one. That'll probably I'll probably have bring like, bring in all the bisexual and gay hosts on the network. Jesus, Thomas, David, uh, who else? I'm gonna be in Lauren because Yahweh's mainly a lot of a very yeah. There you go. Genre. Yeah. But with that, <laughs> this has been. I'm excited for the show because I'm excited to. Recommend things to, to our listeners, to other hosts, to have maybe our to have our listeners maybe recommend shit that we're not reading or watching uh, that they think we should. Uh, I know there's a ton of shit that's on my list on Funimation, Crunchyroll, Netflix, Amazon, uh, which I didn't realize Amazon has a nice deep anime collection. Does. A lot um, of streaming platforms now have a pretty good catalog. And so um, if there's something out there that you guys are enjoying that we should watch or read your opinion on what share it with us i i want to hear it i want to know what you guys are watching and reading um whether you think what i like to watch and read is stupid you know maybe i'll say your name and bash you on the show and then you know we'll become friends and high five each other um but i want to thank paul david mike uh for joining me today i want to thank you listeners for joining us as well uh, this has been Otaku, and the next episode uh like i said earlier is going to be about the netflix a release of the classic uh, Neon Genesis uh, Evangelion and how it has been received by fans and what came along with that release with some of the negative press. All right, everybody. Again, this is Otaku and Rain Man Digital. You can find us on all your streaming platforms and RainmanDigital.com. Mike, I'm checking with Rain you. RainmanDigitalMedia.com. RainmanDigitalMedia.com. And uh, thanks, guys. Have a great night. Uh, no!